Hey, welcome to a podcast that is called Worship Story. My name is Zach Barker. Uh, before we get started today, I, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone for listening and subscribing, um, which is crazy to even say out loud. Uh, it's been very humbling to hear people react to this project that I started last summer. Um, honestly, it, it's been it started as a really powerful tool just for my own heart and preparation for leading worship each week at my church. Uh, I recorded six of these before I even told anyone about it besides my wife. And uh, so it's just been very humbling um, to, to hear people's response to it. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone uh, for your words of encouragement and kindness and, and all that. And, uh, and I really do hope that it continues to be encouraging for you. So uh, thank you, and uh, let's get into it, because th this is not why you're here. You're not here to listen to me talk about that. Uh, so today is going to be another song devotional. Um, uh, if this is your first time listening, I'll play the full song at the end of the podcast, and I hope that you can use kind of my uh, devotional uh, of the lyrics uh, as maybe a fresh way to worship God today. So today... Uh, we are going to dive into vertical worships. Yes, I will. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. So this song was written by Eddie Hoagland, Jonathan Smith, and Mia Fields for Vertical Worship's 2018 album, Bright Faith, Bold Future. Uh, I love this song because it's, it's about choice. It's, it's about posture. Um, I think when it comes to our praise to God, um, it can be a lot like conversations that we have in, in marriage. Um, and not just any marriage, really any relationship, but I find uh, for me, it comes up a lot in marriage. Uh, that goes something like this. It's not what you said, but it's how you said it. Um, I think too often I found myself singing words of worship songs that, if I'm honest, were pretty empty. And not that the lyrics were empty. No, it was that I didn't actually believe what I was saying. Or I, even worse, I was just going through the motions of worship without actually glorifying God. And God's not dumb. He knows. He knows how I'm singing, how I'm choosing to posture myself, how I'm worshiping. So it's not what we're saying. It's how we're saying it. And so in those moments, um, letting my emotional circumstance, whatever I was feeling that day, get in the way of my heart. I think we've been conditioned to believe that our emotions need to lead the way. But in fact, scripture tells us that the most important thing we can do when we don't feel like God's promises are, are true or happening is to choose worship. Psalm 34 says it very plainly. I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. 
So my personal goal, honestly, for this new year is to be someone who worships first, to make worship my first response to everything. Instead of judgment, anger, doubt, sarcasm, fear, you name it, to be someone who worships first. That's my first response. And, and this song is a great encouragement of that. So let's get to the lyrics. Verse 1 says, I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now. In the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. You are working all things out. First Chronicles 28, 20, David saying to his son Solomon, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. There's a lot of different scripture references that talk about God will not fail us or forsake us. I, I love this one because it's, it's David talking to his son, saying, this is not just something you should do. This is something I've learned. And we all you know, know David's story of how many times he needed to choose worship. And the Bible tells us that you know, David is the, the quintessential worshiper, right? The one after God's own heart. And he's telling his son, this is the way. This is how to do this. Yeah, that's a little Star Wars reference. Uh, my God is with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you until the service of the temple of the Lord is finished, which we know God's church, the work is not done until Jesus returns. And so what he's saying is forever. God will never fail you or forsake you forever. And our God is that. He never fails us. And so these words, I count on one thing, that God will never fail. It's a great reminder that he hasn't failed us yet and he won't fail us. No matter how desperate the situation is, he is here and he is in control. And the second half of that verse in, in the waiting um, the same God who's never late. These, these words waiting and, and late, these are human ideas. These are human constraints of time. God doesn't work on our timetable. His timing is always perfect according to his will and his desires. And the beauty of daily aligning our hearts with his is that his desires can become our desires. That's true transformation. That's true spiritual discipline when we find that our desires are fully aligned in his. When we can train our heart to be so in sync with the Father's heart that we no longer are disappointed in our human waiting, but we are at peace knowing that his plans are perfect. And then the chorus goes into, So yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy for all my days. Yes, I will. It repeats that phrase. Yes, I will. Let me count. One, two, three, four times <laughs> in the same chorus. Yes, I will. It's, I know I'm stepping on the, uh, 
musical culture wars here a little bit where you know there's a camp that argues that anything repetitive is you know just emotional jargon and um i'm not really in that because i think we are humans and just like my four-year-old who needs to be told (laughs) way more than four times to do something we need to be reminded and what i like about this song is that it's we're telling ourselves, yes, I will do this. So these words are in response to the truth laid out in, in, in the verse. That we will choose to worship the name above every name, even when our hearts are heavy or when we're in a, one of life's valleys. Um, as as a, a worship pastor, I think I, uh, I'm known to kind of uh, tear up. Uh, at times I get very um, impressed upon when I'm leading worship and uh, become somewhat emotional. Um, and I, I lose it when I see someone at my church that I know is going through hell and they're worshiping with full abandon. And it's, it's the most powerful testimony of a heart that understands where its priorities lie, a heart that is choosing to give glory to God no matter what they might be going through. Our worship is, is, is a weapon. It's a tool for discipleship against lies of the enemy. And as we become more like Christ, we can train our hearts to react first with praise rather than doubt, fear, anxiety, all the things I said before about wanting to be someone who worships first. We give power to the Holy Spirit to give us peace in that simple act of obedience of praising God, of choosing to praise. So, speaking of, we get to the bridge where it just declares, so I choose to praise, to glorify, to glorify the name of all names, the name that nothing can stand against. For all my days, yes, I will. Uh, I, I believe that God is sovereign full stop, meaning his plan, his purpose, his timing has nothing to do with my comfort or my preference. We're never promised those those things. And the great lie of the enemy will always try to distort our view of God's love, meaning that we get to somehow dictate what should equal our, quote, good or what's best for me, or what will make me happy and content. We're not promised those things. That's that's in God's realm. That's his timing, his plans. But we do have a choice in this. We have a part to play in God's great story. And that choice is to worship. Before anything else, in any situation, the world would deem good or bad, we can choose to worship, to praise, to glorify the name of Jesus, the name above all names, to lift high the name of Jesus, and not just to choose to do it once, but to remind ourselves to do this every day, at every moment, for all our days. Like David was telling Solomon, until basically... Jesus returns every day, choosing to worship, to glorify. 
So sometimes in, in, our, in our worship, we can kind of have the mindset of, of a, um, a child who kind of is in that, that mood of, well, I just don't feel like it. I don't want to do that. And the best way to get my brain to feel like it wants to praise is to start praising. Because all of a sudden my perspective shifts, my heart aligns with the Father, and my worship takes on a whole different posture. We begin to sense his presence, and with his presence comes his peace. And it all starts with our simple act of obedience, to see the King, to worship the King, and to fall deeper in love with the King. Now, the song could easily be misinterpreted to be saying that God will save you from anything bad that can happen or that you don't really have to experience it. We can kind of remove ourselves from it. And that's not true. What this song is pointing towards is the deeper reality that God is worthy of praise and that in every circumstance I find myself in, the most important response I can have is to choose to praise. So today right now, take account of what your heart is carrying. The things that make it heavy are, are very real and can be very painful, and I don't want to diminish those at all. But what I know to be true, because scripture tells me and my own experiences prove, is that choosing praise as our first response is the only and best response. So may this song be a reminder and an encouragement for you to choose worship first. I count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I Get off.